Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Thursday, February 2nd, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. We're a day closer to the Super Bowl, and today we're going to hear from some of the Chiefs. It's the first time coaches and players spoke to reporters since the AFC title game, and we'll hear the interview sessions with Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Frank Clark, and Nick Bolton. We'll get updates on injuries and just the general frame of mind of a team playing in its third Super Bowl in four years. Okay, let's keep this short and get right to Andy Reid. After him, you'll hear in order Mahomes, Clark, and Bolton. All right. Um, injuries. Uh, McCole Hardman uh, will not practice today. I, uh, he did a great job of playing in that game the other day. Uh, very courageous effort. And uh, my heart goes out to the kid because he, he busted his tail. He is hurting, though, t- uh, today. Um, Juju had, uh, has some knee swelling. He won't practice. Legereus needs in the concussion protocol, he won't practice. And then uh, Kadarius, Tony, he won't practice with the ankle sprain, but um, he's, he's close um, and doing well. Actually, I did the walkthrough today. So, um, listen, we look forward to the challenge of playing the Eagles. Uh, good football team, great football team. And, um, you know, they've got tremendous talent. They've uh, got good coaching. And it's a it's a good organization. So, um, and I guess you don't get to this point unless unless that's the case. Uh, so that's uh, they're they really do a nice job. Anyways, with that, time yours. What are you thinking as far as Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Yeah, he'll practice, and we'll see see where he's at. You know, we're just taking it day by day and see kind of how he's feeling and. Not only during practice, but also after practice. So he'll he'll work today. Yeah, um, he actually did well. Uh, a little stiff um, right after the game, but he's uh, he's doing well now. So. Yeah, so we talked about that um, this morning and and really uh, Monday. So just giving them a heads up on kind of what to expect. And then we dug into the game plan from there. But um, it, it, until you get there, if you haven't been there, it's hard to explain, right? Yeah, I mean, you tell them, but they got to see it. But they, they're we're giving them a heads up on all that, so. Coach, the, Nick Sirianni's in his second year. You guys saw them pretty early last season. How much have they developed since you, you all saw them up there last year? Yeah, first of all, Nick's done a great job with that team, um, as, it, as has Howie Roseman uh, in the general manager position. So, um, but they've, yeah, they're way more familiar with the schemes. Uh, they've got a great defensive scheme. They've got a great offensive scheme. And... And the players, uh, they're they're more comfortable in uh, with both both sides of that. Yeah. And this obviously a mix of veterans and new guys. I just wonder if there's a moment that you can pinpoint in the season where you can sort of see um, both a bond and sort of a, you know relationship developing that you felt was obviously helpful in the past. 
Yeah, you, you had a feeling coming out of training camp. The guys seemed to get along. And as it went on, the, the season went on, you saw a growth, especially from the young kids, that back end, the uh, secondary, uh, Sky Moore, some, some of the young guys that were getting uh, decent play time, you could really see the growth there. Uh, and it was hard from, I'm sure, a public standpoint to see, but we were seeing it from our side, just how they handled certain plays and leverages and, and so on. So, um, But I, I was impressed with that. And then the new guys that were veteran players that came on, uh, they, <laughs> they had to get used to a new system. So a couple of them have been in systems for quite a while, and uh, so they had to get used to a new system, new way of practicing, new and all those things that go with that. So, uh, but they um, they tried it, and they weren't afraid to dive in and try it, and they you know it worked out for them, and they got better every week. Likewise, just more familiar with uh, with the schemes. <clears throat> Yeah, the, the oldest one is Carlos. I mean, you know, Carlos comes in, and, and uh, he's very, very smart. Um, he's been in the league a long time. And, uh, and so he, he was kind of looking around, not sure what was going on and uh, as far as, like, what are these guys doing here? Um, way different than maybe what he did before. But he tried it. He bought in, and then... Like I said, he's very smart, so he helped out George and the other guys, that, uh, the young guys, and, and yet fit in with Chris, which I knew he would because they work out together during the offseason, but um, fit in with the other guys. So. I know you've, when we talk about protecting the quarterback, you, know, you always talk about, I can do a better job, right? The, the play calling part of it is certainly an equation, the offensive line, but, but how much is on the quarterback? You've got the two best sacking defenses out there, how, how much can the quarterback, or how much does the quarterback uh, control, you know, whether or not he's going to get knocked out? Yeah, well, I mean, if you hang out of the ball against the two fronts, um, you know, you're good chance you're going to get knocked down. Um, however, both of them can move, which is a plus, which is a plus. Um, so that that kind of, I'm sure both both guys will evaluate that and exactly where and how they can move. Uh, how much time they have to move, so, it, um, but they they have control of that, you know, and then um, to a point. I mean, if the play's covered, to me that's you missed on the call. If the whole play's covered and he has to move around, around there's nobody open. That's different. Yeah, so I, I think he will be able to do that. He's in a good place. Um, the main thing is that um, we let that calm down. And it, right now it's doing great. So uh, <laughs> very optimistic right now. But And his want to is all in there. So, um, But we'll just see where it goes. Andy, uh, over the years you've gone from being coach general manager and having a lot of personnel control and that and I, I sense now that obviously it really is just all in Brett's hands. How, how did you arrive at sort of that 
concept that I, I should let go of that? And how, how much has it just sort of liberated you to just coach? Yeah, I mean, once I start doing that, you end up spending a lot of time doing that. And if you're going to do it right. And so um, it takes away from, you can't, it's hard to do both. <clears throat> and so I, I felt like I got into this because I wanted to coach. And on top of that, I've got guys around me that are really good. Uh, Brett Veach is really good. Doris was good. And, and so let those guys do their job, and then I'll focus in on the football part, uh, something I really wanted to get back to and enjoy. And, and enjoy, you know, I enjoy that part. So, Coach, uh, Sky Moore after the game said that there were times this season when he didn't want to be back there with Jennifer because he lost confidence. But then he said, if you guys had confidence in him, he should have confidence in himself. And, and, and now he feels like he, he's gained that. What does that say about him that he was be, he went through that, got over it, and then he was in that spot and came through in such a big moment? Yeah, that's, uh, <clears throat> you're going to, Comfort's a crazy deal. So you're coming off a senior year, a college year, where you're the man. Uh, you're asked to do something different, and all of a sudden you're not the man, and it's tough. Uh, how do you handle that? And so I think that that's an that was an important lesson for him uh, to fight through uh, whatever anxieties he had at that time about being back there. And that will carry him. That's a foundation that will carry, he'll carry with him throughout his career. That I can, you know, if I battle and really focus and work through something, I can do it. And I, I think that's important for young guys. And like I said, I mean, you know, he, he did it. And he, uh, he's more comfortable now receiving those. Coach, to that point. You talk about having a lot of trust in your guys, even when they make mistakes throughout the season, especially uh, specifically like Sky and, and Harrison. Uh, when you get to this point in the season, how important is that to have that trust and keep going back to those guys uh, when you need them? You know, at the end of the season. Yeah, well, they've got to feel that. I mean, they, uh, the worst the worst thing is when okay, I had a hiccup over here, um, and you know, nobody nobody's hanging with you. <laughs> You're kind of out on that island. And uh, so I think it's important that you support them. And, and as long as they're willing to get better, support them. And uh, that's, you know, that's what we did. With it wasn't just me. I mean, it was other people, too. So uh, we saw the talent and, and made, you know, with, with two different situations. I mean, Sky being the rookie and Butt's been here a while, so. But it was just a matter of working through it. All right, we're going to go right across the front row, start with Karen. We'll come right here. Coach, um, next week, you know there's a lot of distractions. So how can you get any serious work in among all of the other obligations? You can. Yeah, you can. Uh, Ted does a good job of kind of managing that. And, and then it's important that you uh, – we have an office. We'll have an office. Each coach will have an office. So you can focus in on that. Players will have meeting rooms. You can focus. They can focus in when they're in there. Um, so yes, you can. But on the other hand, Karen, we want to get it done here. Get our <clears throat> get the foundation of it put in here, and then when we're down there, we can go back and review it. So that's what we're doing.
Yeah, I'm very proud of those guys. I mean, they're, I mean, I know them personally, so I'm proud of them. Um, and they uh, are tough guys, tough-minded. They're good leaders. They're fun to be around. Um, and they're good football players. Um, I, I think generally that, that uh, you know, now each one's an individual and has, has its own, they, each one has their own characteristics. But that, in general, I would tell you that about them. Great team guys. Yeah. And Reddick, Reddick went to uh, school, you know, with my son and both my sons. So one was coaching, one was playing. Yeah, so I think it'll be tough for him. I mean, he—I I doubt uh, that he'll he'll make the the Super Bowl. But listen, I like I said, my he he, he was not going to be denied the other day, and it's a, I mean, it's a tribute to the kid. He, you know, he just he pushed himself uh, like no other, and uh, he's a tough he's a tough nut now, man. He's all smiles with you, but he uh, when it comes down to playing, he is a tough tough kid, you know. Yeah, I love his personality. He, he, uh, he, he's, he's a guy that um, you can talk to and uh, communicates well. He, um, he's got a fire to him that, that you appreciate and the players appreciate. Um, a personality, you know, uh, is what I'm saying, a good personality that way. So, and he's smart. I had a chance to talk to him, and he's a smart kid, so. He's, and he, I think he's perfect for Philadelphia. That's a tough place. And he's a tough kid. And he relates well with the people there. Yeah. Now, yeah, so, yeah, we're, we're doing – the game plan now. So today would normally be uh, um, a two, uh, Wednesday instead of a. Uh, this today for us is Wednesday, even though it's Thursday to everybody else. So, um, but the one thing we gained as coaches is we gained an extra day to game plan. So, and, and you just got to take your time and make sure you're nice and thorough. We didn't rush into it. And um, so, that that was that's the positive, and then uh, tomorrow is Friday. It will be like a Thursday, and Saturday will be like a Friday, and and then we hop on the plane and go. Yeah, so I think he's done a great job. He uh, um, has had some huge catches for us at and timely at, at, at timely times of of a game. I just um, uh, big big plays and respect him for that. And great catches. Uh, not these things weren't easy. I mean, he he uh, 
made some really nice grabs. So, and he's a, it's, we're different than Green Bay. It's a different system than Green Bay. He's another one of those guys that's adapted and done it with a smile on his face. And, and so it's not something where you're pulling teeth with him. He, uh, he, he's done a real, real nice job of accepting all the, the newness of uh, the offense. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. How you doing? Did you take any steps backwards after the game in trying to get your ankle healthy? Did you have to redo anything before you could go play? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, I just was generally sore, I think, from the game. and It was a physical game. I mean, my whole body was a little sore. So uh, I don't think I had any step backwards or anything like that. I know, like, re-aggravation of the ankle, um, just – uh, the general, the little bit of pain I had playing with it. Uh, but other than that, I feel like I'm in a good spot. Pat, um, you know, on, on, that, on that last run of the game, you know, that was one of your fastest runs, you know, in your time in the league. What does that just say to how, how much passion and adrenaline was thrown for you in that moment? Yeah, I think it was um, a big moment, obviously. So you have some adrenaline pumping. Um, and I had to get the first down, and I had a pretty fast dude chasing me. And I've always said I'm just faster than the guy chasing me, so that was probably the reason I ran that fast. Patrick, obviously, there's a historical significance going into this game and doing Jalen Hurts. That distance occurring in last history was, how much more special does that mean to you? Yeah, I mean, uh, to be on the world stage um, and uh, have two black quarterbacks uh, starting in the Super Bowl, I think it's special. And I've learned more and more about the, the history of the black quarterbacks since I've been in this league. And uh, uh, the guys that came before me and, and Jalen set the stage for this. And now I'm just glad that we can kind of set the stage for guys that are uh, kids that are coming up now. And so uh, uh, it'll be a great game uh, two, against two great teams and against another great quarterback. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to go out there and try to do what we can to, to win against a great team. Yeah, I think you've seen over over time. It's uh, whenever a guy like Doug Williams or uh, Michael Vick or Donovan McNabb go out and, and play great football, it gives other guys like me and Jalen chances to to have this uh, platform and have this spot on the uh, an NFL team. And so, if we can continue to to show that we can consistently be great, um, I think it'll just continue to open doors uh, for other kids growing up to to follow their dreams and be a quarterback of an NFL team and. Uh, it's uh, it's good that we have guys like Jalen on the other side because he's a great, a great person and obviously a great quarterback. Have you heard over the last couple of days 
I haven't heard from them uh, this week, um, but uh, I mean, I, I know I, I talk to those guys every once in a while, and uh, we we have a lot of great quarterbacks uh, in in this league, and I'm glad that I'm a part of it, um, and uh, we'll continue to evolve the game and, and set the standard the right way, and uh, it's it's happened before us, and we'll continue to to go after us as well. Yeah, I mean, they have a great defensive coordinator, first off. Um, uh, he, he does a lot of different things. Uh, their scheme has evolved because of the players that he has. Um, they have great all-pro, pro bowlers at every single level. Um, and so they continue to add talent, man. And uh, they have a lot of great players, veteran players, and mixed with young players. And, I mean, they're, they're one of the number – I don't know if they're number one, but they're one of the top defenses in the league for a reason. Um, and uh, they get after the quarterback, so it'll be a great challenge for us um, to go out there and try to have some success. Yeah, I think it was just an in-game um, thing more than anything. It wasn't something I, I thought about in the offseason, but I think uh, when you've been in some big games now a, a couple years in a row, you've learned from your mistakes. And I felt like the year before I let one state kind of compound into to two, three, or whatever it was, whereas this game, this, this last one, instead of – Worrying about, man, I made a huge mistake and we probably could have had a good chance of not putting the game away, but giving ourselves a, a big lead. Um, let's, not, let's not magnify it. Let's just, just move on to the next play, continue what you were doing throughout the entire game. And um, we didn't necessarily have a, lot of, a ton of yards after that, but I didn't make another mistake. And then whenever the time came, I was able to make a play in order to, to get us in the field goal range. Patrick, on, the, on the run, we were talking earlier the, at the end of the game. Uh, there's plenty of photos. I'm not saying you weren't. Hit illegally. There's plenty of photos showing where you were. You were out of mm. your hit, but uh, is there kind of an art form to maybe help and sell it? Uh, was there a little um, acting that, that you know helps because you're moving like you said, at a high rate of speed. Uh, that, that can be kind of dangerous. You I, throw yourself down like that. Yeah, I think it was more. I, the most pain I had was stopping. So once he pushed me, it would have been hard to put my foot in the ground and try to stop. So I, I kind of just. I, I rolled through it, and you get over there with the heaters and the, the benches and people. Um, that's where a lot of times people get hurt, and I, I think that's the reason that there's, there's a flag for getting pushed out of bounds like that late. Um, and so uh, once I got pushed, I just tried to roll and try to not hurt people and not hurt myself. And um, the flag was called. I mean, I was pretty pretty far out of bounds. It was probably the furthest I've been out of bounds before I've been hit. Um, so uh, I just I rolled through it. The flag was thrown the right way, and it got us in the field goal range. Patrick, you've mentioned on a Yeah, no, it'll, it'll, it'll be awesome, man. And you get there the first time and you don't know what to expect and you're kind of just you're kind of going through a whirlwind of media days and, and you have practice, but it's not the normal schedule you usually have and um, meetings and trying to find time to watch film and everything like that, whereas now you have a plan. Um, Chad was with me last time, so I have a plan with him already. Um, we, we're going to be able to go out there and do what we usually do throughout a week with the added stuff that we have to do. And so uh, uh, it, it, it's nice to have that experience before. I can teach other guys and help them along as well because um, even though we're, it's the same team, we have a lot of new players. And so I'm excited to get these guys down there to get that experience. And at the end of the day, you want to win the game. So I just want to make sure those guys keep that in mind. You mentioned teaching the, you mentioned teaching the young guys, but what, when you look back on 2019, what was that one thing that you wish you would have known that you were sharing with those guys? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's just trying to give them a, a blueprint of how the week goes. Um, obviously, you, you can see it on the schedule, um, but I, I want them to see it from a player's perspective of how, you, how much stuff do you have to do outside of football and how you can still manage that and get your stuff done the right way. And so uh, it, the Super Bowl week special, it's a special week, um, but it, it's not about being down there for the week of the Super Bowl. It's about winning the game, and I want guys to keep that at the front of mind. And so uh, enjoy it. Enjoy the whole entire week, but make sure you're prepared to go out there and play your best football as well. Questions. Yeah, he's extremely talented, man. Uh, he works extremely hard. He's extremely talented. Obviously, um, anytime you have a new new guy, you have to get on that same page. I think y'all saw that throughout the season. Um, but at the end of the day, what I saw was he was getting open, and I just had to make the throws. And so, even in the game last game, I felt like there were throws I made that weren't necessarily the perfect perfect passes, and he was able to make plays happen. Um, and he does a good job, but not only. Um, running his own routes, but when he was kind of that last guy out there, he was helping other guys get in the right position. And so that, that's, that's a testament to him studying the game plan and knowing the entire concept of the game plan and not just his, his routes. Nate, I remember, Patrick, how high you were on, on Isaiah during camp. Mm. Um, even where he is now, just where do you feel like you had to help him get through this rookie season? And um, were there other veteran guys that you can tell that you know, had an impact on where he is now? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I. Um, he was extremely talented and had all the, the tools and wanted to work. And I think that was a big thing. And uh, as he learned patience and, and able to, to hit the hole and still get those extra yards but having patience, you saw the run game take off. And then protection-wise, he's gotten better and better and doesn't make the same mistake. And so uh, it, it took all of us uh, to help him. And, I, and obviously, I had some impact there. But I think Jarek McKinnon was probably the biggest impact uh, for him. And he, he was willing to teach. And you all see Jarek blocking and running routes and doing all and running the football and how – much of the veteran presence he is, but he, I mean, he's basically like a coach too, because he can coach those young guys up and and get them in the right position as well. And it takes great leaders like that in order to have a great team. We're going to last two, Blair and then Steve. Go, Blair. Patrick, it's, it's also the first Super Bowl with two former Big 12 quarterbacks are facing off against each other. And forever, you know, Big 12 quarterbacks has scored in the NFL. What is it about the style of the league in the last 10 years since you that, um, that allows this to happen? Yeah, first, I know the SEC is going to be mad because Alabama tries to claim Jalen as well. So uh, they'll, be a, they'll be a little angry about you calling him a Big 12 quarterback. But it's, a, it's, a, it's cool, man. I think you saw that three of the quarterbacks in the Final Four were Big 12 quarterbacks. And I think you've, another, you just get past that stigma of, of your air raid quarterback. You don't know how to, uh, how to handle NFL offense. And to see that uh, guys can come from anywhere, man. I think you see that in, in all of football's history. is uh, Players can come from big colleges. They can come from small colleges. Uh, whatever conference that is, and they can have success, is you just got to be willing to work and willing to learn. Um, and that, that's something that I think you see between me and Jalen is you have guys that want to get better and, and want to do whatever they can to win football games. Last two, Steve and Dave. Patrick, with, uh, with Brady retiring, a lot of people feel like the baton passes to you truly to be the, the face of the league and the best quarterback in the league. Is that, is that any extra responsibility to you now that he's gone and, and you really are the, the guy that uh, the most people look at as the face of this league? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's not – I don't think any extra responsibility. I mean, I'm just trying to go out there and win football games and win, and win championships, and this is the biggest game of them all. And so uh, it's not about being the face of the league or anything like that. It's about being – uh, the best teammate you could possibly be and uh, doing whatever you can to win football games. And that, that other, the other stuff kind of handles itself. And um, it's, it's obviously a, a good part of it. If you're winning Super Bowls, usually you get a little bit more media and a, little, a few more commercials, I guess you would say. But uh, at the end of the day, man, I just want to get in this building, uh, be with my teammates, and, and go out there and win football games.
pride in being from Texas, and this is the first time two quarterbacks from Texas have moved to the Super Bowl. Do you remember Jalen at all coming out here a little bit ahead of him? And then also, how did Texas go from being the state of Earl Campbell and Eric Dickerson to the state of Patrick Mahomes being a quarterback? Yeah, I think it's just uh, in Texas, it's, it's, it's been a program uh, of, of building football players up for a long time. And they're still the great running backs, they're still the great receivers. Uh, the great tight ends, every, whatever you want to say. But I think you've seen with just the way we were taught at a young age and seven-on-seven seven and everything like that, the quarterbacks are starting to even become more and more of a thing. Um, but, I mean, we've had guys like Drew Brees and Nick Foles and, um, I mean, Baker, Baker's in the league now, Jalen, uh, me. I mean, there's been guys that have been in the league now, but to have this stage to show what Texas football is all about, uh, I bragged all my PA guys because they, they claim that they have the best state in football because of the history. But I'm like, well, I'm talking about the present. I think Texas has it going right now. Thank you, guys. Frank, you've been in the Super Bowl before. What is the best way to handle the preparation here and then what you know to expect next week? Just keep doing the same thing you've been doing. Um, stay focused on the task. Um, just keep doing it. You know what you've been doing. Don't change nothing. Don't you know switch up too much. Don't invite any more. You know too many more people. I mean I know it's a Super Bowl, but you know just try your best to keep everything the same. Um, at least that's what I'm doing. You is know? That I think it is. You know um, I think our coaches do a great job of trying to you know mimic the environments that we are in at home. You know you know meaning Kansas City to try to keep it all the same um, with family especially. I think that's kind of on us usually. You know, um, that's usually the biggest distraction is families and, you know, people pulling you left and right for events and different things. So I think it's imperative that you just stay focused on the task at hand. It's just playing football, you know, still. You know, we still have a goal. You know, everybody else may not understand that or, you know, they, they may be on party timing. But, um, you know, like the first Super Bowl, you know, what I experienced, you know, you got family going out, you got friends going out, you got teammates that's not required to be in the hotel going out. So, you know, it could you know, have you thinking like, man, damn, I'm missing something. You're not missing nothing. You know, you enjoy way, way much more after the game, you know, when you win. Frank, can you guys have played? Just in generally speaking, what does Chris Jones do for the rest of the lineman? Man, he does a, uh, I feel like he just does a great job, you know, helping out, you know, making um, players understand the significance, you know, the game plan, especially when it's, you know, directed towards him. Um, I feel like he opens up a lot of opportunities for a lot of those guys inside, especially when he's, um, you know, causing so much attention to come his way, you know, and things like that. You know, I, we speak on it and we harp on it a lot, you know, um, with the interior guys, you know, we're like, yo, Chris getting this, you know, this double team or, if, you know, the, if, if we know the slide's coming this way, we know we got to take advantage of that, you know, and take advantage of a lot of things. So um, on that note, I'll be able to talk to you more about it after the Super Bowl. <laughs> made about the, uh, the, the trash talk that the Bengals had and a lot of people want to write the narrative that that's why you guys raised your game. And I, and I know all of you, you had your comments, you got the last word in, you know, after the game. But as you look back on it, I mean, does that make you play better? Does that, did you rise to another level uh, to, because somebody else uh, talked to you guys down? Um, I feel like, you know, to a certain extent, um, certain players did probably. Um, if you know me, man, I, I kind of play the same type of way usually around this time. And, um, it's like one of those things, like, you just got to know who you you playing with. I mean, you got a team who's, you know, speaking of, on certain things, you know, and they speaking on running the AFC or different things like that to that extent. You know, it's, it's just one of those classic examples of, you know, you know, you're talking 
talk the trash after the game. You know what I mean? That's kind of what we did. Kind of let them have it. You know, they deserved it, though. I mean, when you beat a team three times in a row, you know, um, you do it decisively. You know, you take the game away after we was up, you know, three of three scores in the you know first half, whatever you want to call it. You know, you have the right to say those different things. You have all this, and it's a game at the end of the day. You know, you want to have fun with it. It's the season, you know, and um, you want to have fun with it. You know, it's slow to become one of our rivals in the, in the season. You know, unfortunately, you know, that's not the team, you know, we're talking about no more. Um, they got a whole nother year to wait. They got to watch us play some football now, man. So, you know, um, it's about the Chiefs and the Eagles right about now. Frank, you missed the Eagles game last year. You were hurt that week. Uh, what do you remember about the study for that and maybe what you saw in that game and how much different they are now? Because that was pretty early in the, the regime of the new coaching staff. Yeah, um, it looks like um, Hurts, it looked like he um, he's very, you know, he's way more comfortable in the offensive scheme now. I believe this is his third year in the scheme. 2-6, um, 2-6 two six, two six didn't play last time. I think they have 14 at running back. 2-6 um, didn't play at all. Um, as we know, he's having a great season. I believe he's sitting at 11 touchdowns, like 1276, 1250, something rushing yards. Um, at the end of the day, you know, when you put putting those, those type of numbers, you know, offensively, uh, sorry, um, the quarterback is, he's playing um, like a running back as well. So um, 13 touchdowns. Um, at, at the end of the day, when you're putting up those like Lamar Jackson numbers in 2009, I mean, 2019, if you're not aware. Um, when you're putting up those type of numbers offensively, you know, running the ball, rushing the ball, you know, it's going to open up a lot of other things. So in, tr in turn, you're starting to see the passing game open up for Jalen Hurts. You got a lot of screens and stuff with, with um, 88, the tight end, and number six, Devontae Smith. You got to, um, it's opening up deep ball and shots to 11. Um, it's doing a host of things. They, um, the offensive line is looking pretty strong as a unit. I feel like um, the tackles are playing some good football. Um, Lane, he's playing some of the best football of his career. You know, vet, veteran guy who's continuing to show what he can do. Um, and like I said, man, this is Jalen Hurts show. At the end of the day, if you can, you know, stop what he's doing, you know, you can possibly slow him down. But he's been playing some great football. What are some of the challenges specifically for your uh, position going up against the read option and quarterback that runs the ball so effectively like Jalen Hurts? Well, this is a college um, type of running scheme, you know, the type of offensive scheme. And I don't mean like, you know, the level that they're on. It's just that, you know, you start to see 2013 Ohio State Buckeyes, Jim Trussell, that type of offense, you know, where this type of scheme was getting introduced, you know, early on. Um, I kind of was a part of that group, you know, where this was coming around, so I understand it fully. Um, it's a lot of it's a lot of discipline type of things at the end. Um, he's kind of coming out. Ken, if you remember back then, Jim Trussell, he used to actually always key the DNs. It was a defensive end. He keyed the defensive ends. Um, watched the defensive ends. They were disciplined. If they stayed on the line of scrimmage, read options, read zones, different things like that, um, just to slow them down, read zones with um, screen looks and stuff to see if they ran to the ball and things like that. So. It was um it was a scheme basically to slow down the defensive ends to give them to play a different uh, uh, discipline style of um, game and um, I feel like that's what we're gonna get a lot of um, you got a great offense man they're a very high power they're a high scoring offense second to us but um, at the end of the day when you're able to um, you know do a lot of things that they're able to do give a lot of mixed looks um, you know it, it kind of makes it hard on the defensive line. Hey, you feel like Um, I love him because of the man he is first, you know, not the coach, um, the man he is. And I feel like if you know him from that standpoint, 
um, you'll be able to attest to what I'm saying. Um, a lot of guys know him as a coach, and they only see the coach side of him. I've actually been fortunate enough to see the other side of him, where I've had a lot of conversations with him, you know, from that standpoint, and just, you know, helping me become a better father, helping me understand life a little bit more and some of my toughest situations that I have to endure over the last two years. And um, just sticking by me, you know, understanding that, you know, guys do have, you know, some bad times. Guys do, you know, F up sometimes, but, you know, sometimes you got to have, you know, those guys there. You know, it's the guys there for those guys that mess up, you know, are just important, you know, for me. And um, for him, I mean, for me, having Coach Reed there, you know, um, was big, you know, because I don't, my father, man, he passed a few years ago, you know what I'm saying? I lost my father in the house fire a few years ago. So, you know, the father figures, you know, are, are thereof have lacked at times, you know what I mean? And um, having a guy like that, you know, I spent a lot of time with Coach, you know what I mean? We spent, what, 70% of our week we had the building. You know, we ain't here from 8 in the morning to 6 at night sometimes, you know, in campus even longer. So um, I, I spent a lot of time with Andy, and um, we've, we've grown, we have, have a great relationship. So, um, you know, the things we ever talk about on the record and things we've talked about off the record have shaped our relationship and, um, you know, brung us so close, man. I feel like I'm able to talk about anything. And just, you know, winning that game, man, was, you know, one of those things. We kind of pissed it off the second year together. You know what I mean? We lost it, you know, out in Tampa Bay last year. You know, Bengals came in, got rid of us. And, you know, just to be able to get back, you know, my fourth year here is just dope. No, you know what I mean. Uh, the refs, their job is to call the game as fair as possible. I don't ever look past it as that. Um, if it is something else going on, you know, all the politics within, I don't look at that. It's the NFL, man. Um, hopefully they call the game the right way, you know, to the best of their ability. And that's all I can look forward to, man. Um, you know, I, I wish him nothing but the best, but, you know, I mean, he, like he said before, he had his one, you know, that's it. Yeah, I think we had the, the ability to, to go against that uh, kind of offense a little bit uh, at the beginning of the season in Arizona, uh, kind of very similar in terms of getting the ball on the perimeter. Uh, but again, um, you don't really see like a lot. They put a lot of pressure on our DNs, edge defenders, corners tackling, uh, with pool schemes. And so, uh, again, give them a lot of credit, man. They, they find matchups, man. They exploit them. And they do a hell of a job of it. Uh, we just got to come in and play hard. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, Frank was able to move in and out, kind of confuse the uh, O-line a lot on where he's going to line, where he's going to end up being. And so him using that is definitely going to help us out. Based upon your study so far, just how good is, is Jalen of knowing when to go and when not to start? Yeah, man, I think he does a great job of trying to help extend plays. Uh, his eyes are downfield still, uh, trying to throw the ball to his wide out. So um, they come back to the ball a lot uh, to give him a chance on um, scrambles. And also just whenever he knows when to pull the ball, give the ball, and zone read football, and test the perimeter. Again, put a lot of, a lot of pressure on the, on the DNs and our perimeter guys to make tackles out in space. What advice have some of the veterans given you about dealing with all the distractions in the days leading up to the Super Bowl? 
Yeah, man, uh, just kind of control what you can control, man, and um, put your best foot forward in football and then uh, let everything else on the outside handle itself. And um, I kind of feel like that's been uh, important just for, for me uh, and a lot of other young guys we've got on our defense is just uh, trying to knock out off-the-field stuff early and uh, just worry about football from here on out. Nick, uh, you're, you guys are in a unique position. I think you're the, you're the second team ever to start the season at the same place the Super Bowl will be played and mm -hmm. you get there. Did you have a moment there? I know you had to focus on beating the Cardinals and get mm -hmm. the season going and everything, but is there a moment anybody talk about, hey, we're starting where we want to finish and everything that's gone on since? Yeah, uh, we kind of hit on it in training camp. We had a uh, blessed opportunity to start and end in the same place. And um, it's about everything we do in between to get to there. And um, God willing, uh, God uh, helped us get there to that moment again. And now we got another chance to go out there and compete. Uh, that's all we've been asking for. And I uh, just got an opportunity to go out there and play uh, in, a, in one of the greatest stages in, in sports. And so uh, we're excited about it. Did you have a moment at all in that Cincinnati game? Got out again by a lead, and they came back and tied it up. Did you have a? Did anybody who had a here we go again kind of pity party maybe in the middle of it? No, uh, it's football. Playoff football, man. It's emotional roller coasters up and down. Uh, you got two great teams, two great quarterbacks going back and forth. Uh, offenses that can both score the football. And, um, that's just the name of the game in playoffs. It's going to be up and downs. Uh, you really have uh, blowout games, and so uh, we just we knew it was going to be a dog fight from the get go, and um, we expected it. Nick, you guys faced the Eagles last year early in your career. Mm -hmm. More comfortable and better are you equipped to, to handle what you're doing now than you were that first month of your career? Yeah, I actually watched that game already, and uh, the game was kind of moving kind of fast for me. Um, so compared to where I was uh, then to now, man, it's a, it's a lot different uh, mentally-wise, and I'm just having to understand the scheme and what the offense is trying to do at this level. Um, so I feel a lot better coming in this matchup. Nick, what was it about Steve Spagnuolo's game plan that you felt made you guys comfortable Oh man, I think we did a, a great job, kind of mixing up, mixing up disguises, uh, kind of, kind of forcing them to hold the ball a little bit and give our D line some time to get there. Uh, to start off kind of early and often, uh, then we ended up with three sacks in the first two possessions. Uh, kind of helped us get, kind of get negative plays and uh, get them in, in second and longs and third and longs and uh, kind of, kind of put the matchups in our favor. Uh, and then Chris, man, uh, best he tackling football. I was dominant up front from the get go and I didn't stop all game. You were, uh, you, you were obviously a rookie last year. Mm -hmm. There's a reputation that Spagnuolo doesn't always. For us to play rookies early mm -hmm. on, but seeing how many rookies have played this year, yeah. from your perspective, given that you just went through it with how Spags has sort of blossomed these young guys along. Yeah, man, since, since training camp, uh, Spags has done a, a, a great job of just developing, challenging uh, our rookies uh, to try to get them to this point. Uh, those guys have come in and been like sponges. Uh, since they got here, want to learn, asking questions, uh, want to get better, and I'm um, trying to help the team get better. Um, that kind of just because all of that was uh, uh, on the main stage last week. Uh, Brian Cook had a hell of a play. Then Jay Will got the interception. Trent almost had an interception. Jay Watt had an interception. Uh, then offense, Pac is uh, doing his thing as well. So uh, a lot of different guys, a lot of rookies contributing, um, but it's expected. I uh, watched those guys work since training camp and uh, put their best foot forward. Uh, and it's just happened to show up since last Sunday. Nick Patrick Stock. Patrick's talked a lot about uh, his first year when he got in as a starter. He thought, boy, this is just easy. This is how it's going to be every year. Win the MVP, go to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. You haven't quite had that kind of start, but it's still pretty impressive. AFC Championship game and now the mm -hmm. Super Bowl. Anyone giving you any advice, maybe Patrick or anyone else? And are you taking some time to kind of soak it in and appreciate? You know, you're getting to do some things that a lot of guys 
have whole careers and don't get to do? Yeah, man. I think the best the best example is Carlos. Uh, I'm one of those guys who who works real hard, man. Won one, one playoff game in 13 years. Um, so you just kind of see like the, the the work and everything's not really given to you. Um, again, we feel like we've been spoiled since we've been I've been here. Uh, AFC Championship game, Super Bowl. So uh, just seeing that guy and seeing what he has to work to get here um, and seeing his story and le- learning from it um, and make sure not take nothing for for granted. And um, we just want to make sure we take care, take advantage of every opportunity we have. Thanks, guys. Thank you. That'll do it for today. Thanks to George Howard for producing the show and to the Sports Peak KC production staff of Jeff Rosen, Scott Chasen, Randy Mason, and Monty Davis. Get all of the Chiefs and Super Bowl coverage in the Kansas City Star, KansasCity.com, and in the Morning Sports Edition. That's liveedition.kansascity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sports Peak KC where we talk sports in Kansas City every day.